The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to the Big Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Stephen Mill, he's Ewan Cameron. We are on episode 52 of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. We've made it 52 episodes in you. Yes, here we are. Lots of feedback from last week's episode yeah. as well. It's the day after the weekend. We'll get to our weekend chat in just a second. Yeah. Or do you want to get to reaction from last week's show first? What do you want to do? Do you yeah, want to do we'll weekend do or we'll reaction? Do, we'll do reaction to last week's show because I like that. Okay. So let's get to everyone who's been asking about the burgers, sending in, quite frankly, horrible pictures of burgers from across Scottish football. Yes. And you're to blame with that. You yes, I have. We'll find out whether they are definitely going in the bin a little bit later on. Because burgers should not be at a football stadium. Uh, also, Kelly Housen is saying, has you stopped greeting about plastic pitches yet? No, I'll never stop greeting about plastic pitches until the day that they're thrown in the bin, officially, by Scottish football. It's very mixed, the feedback that you get. You are very marmite. Are you aware of that? Some people really like you and some people like absolutely cannot go you at all. They can't loathe me. They can't loathe me. No, they do loathe you. They, they loathe me. Yes, yes, exactly. I I think what it is is because I have an opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm very strong with my opinions, and I don't give two monkeys what anyone thinks because we're all entitled to an opinion. Some will agree, some will disagree. A lot of the time, people agree with me. It might they might not agree with me at that precise moment, but over time, they'll go. Do you know what? I remember when Yoon said that that boy was bang on. I wish I hadn't given him such a hard time. For example. This guy changes his mind mid-sentence about you. Oh, he said, Ewan is such a fud, I love it. <laughs> so that person's obviously very confused. Can't make up his mind about you, yes. quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, lots of other people. Does a Cantwell, really? Kyogo's been diving for around two seasons, Ewan. That's uh, from a Rangers fan, I'm guessing, because he's called Jer's True Blue. Is Kyogo a diver? I mean, he has gone down a wee bit too easy for me on occasion mm -hmm. but since Cantwell has arrived there have been quite a number of moments where uh, Cantwell has taken uh, uh, well Listen, he, he's, you're, he's tripped you're, over your anti-Todd Cantwell agenda no, is clear I, from all well, to see well can I just put on record and I know we're not meant to be talking about this because it's a big secret I have on the piece of paper that was given to us at the start of the season who will be the player of the year I put Todd Cantwell so mm. there's no anti- Todd Cantwell agenda here. Well, I think he is. Listen, for me, right Gerald's True Blue seems to think right, otherwise. Okay, well, can I just tell Gerald's True Blue? Him, I think that Todd Cantwell is the best player in Scotland. Right, okay. Uh, Nicola says uh, the majority of the Celtic squad still won the treble. Most of the Rangers squad is new, but aye, let's make excuses for Celtic. Ha ha, embarrassing. Were you making excuses for Celtic last week? I don't think we were. Because I, the, you, you possibly I did were. for their injuries. Yeah. And I was saying he's had to cope with a number of injuries with Hatati out, the selling of Jota, Carter Vickers out, Starfelt was sold, Greg Taylor was injured. Always with the agenda. Honestly. Always with the agenda. But I think, is, I, I think uh, it was a decent point that I made there and I think it came back to bite them in the ass again on Saturday and we'll get to that in just a second. And Fiona said, did you just swear there, Stephen? And uh, yes. You did at me. I did, yes. I swear quite a lot at Could, you. And it's a podcast. It's different. I don't swear on the radio. No. Because that's not a I'd lose no. my job if I continue no. to swear. And we don't swear for the sake of swearing. No, we, we don't. We're we not don't. a sweary podcast. No, can can we um, start talking about the weekend? I got on a train at Polmont. Mm -hmm. So I got on a train at Polmont to get it through to Edinburgh. Yep. Uh, because I was working on the big Saturday football show with you. And when I got on the train, I could not move. Yes. I literally could not move because it was bursting at the seams. 
Not with anyone who wanted to go to the Edinburgh Festival. Oh, no, 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 no. It was filler rugby fans. And what a day it was for Scotland in the rugby at Murrayfield. We've had a really good summer. Whoa, we've whoa, beat, whoa, we've whoa. Beat in... uh, uh, Nobody cares. Football. Well, Big Scottish football podcast. Yeah, but I shared a train. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Well, really. there were th- there was who a f- were they even playing? There was Georgia. Right, I'd... They, we had a full stadium at Murrayfield. Yeah, the, say after me. Come on, right. The, the mm-hmm. big mm-hmm. Scottish football podcast. Right, where does it say rugby in that? Yeah, I know, but we talk about a lot of things. No, in no, here. no, you're obviously not understanding. <laughs> say it again. Say it. Come on. The big Scottish football podcast. Football, football, football podcast. Right. Okay. Are we clear? I just want to make this point. It was a really good atmosphere in the train. Mm-hmm. They were all heading to Murrayfield to see Scotland action because they're about to embark on a World Cup. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> the <laughs> big Scottish football podcast. Okay. So what you're telling me then is that we can't talk about Saturday and what happened in that game. We can't talk about what happened with England. Because no. they're going to be no, one no, no, no. the big Scottish football podcast. Can you stop pointing at the screen? Because I'm just going to read it. Yeah. Right. Well, can you stop talking about stuff? That right. But the World Cup right. starts in two weeks. You're telling Nobody me... Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's rugby. It's rugby. Nobody cares. You know what the perfect summation of rugby is, right? Uh-huh. I obviously want Scotland to do well in anything, right? Whether it's ping pong, whether it's rugby, Tiddly whether wins. it's cricket... Obviously, whether it's football. Yeah. I obviously want Scotland and Scotland teams to do well. Yes. Because I support Scotland. Yes, which okay. is why I brought it up. Yes. But at the end of the day, if Scotland lose in rugby, my reaction is, oh, well. <laughs> and then we all move on with our life. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Wow. Whereas if Scotland lose at football, wow. then that, that affects the mood of the nation. Okay. But Scotland losing at rugby doesn't affect the Do- mood of the nation. No, it, I, it, it doesn't in what, any way. One, one thing that I did notice: the Scottish rugby fan is very is a very different beast to a Scottish football fan. A lot of bootcut jeans. Yeah, there was and, a lot and, of corduroy. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a lot of what do you call that jacket? That's sweaty. The sweaty jacket. The the wax the, jacket, like a barber jacket. The barber jacket. There was yeah. a lot of that on the train. Yeah, and. Oh, I'm off to see the rugby today. Yeah, exactly. And, and there was a bit of that as well. But I just thought it was a great result for anyway, us. Anyway, wait, wait, wait. But nobody cares. Okay. And I'm going to do it one more time. The big Scottish football podcast. Right, we can all move on. Anyway, let's talk about the football at the weekend. Yes. And let's talk about Hibs, first of all, because they have sacked their manager, Lee Johnson, and we were a wee bit surprised on Saturday. So we were on the big Saturday football show. Steve Cowan, our reporter, was at Easter Road for us. Mm-hmm. And he said before the game, if Hibs don't win... He's at the door. He's at the door. And we were both a bit like, nah, surely no. I mean, surely top, not. Top six last year. Yeah. Great result against Luzerne mm-hmm. when it wasn't expected. Three games into a new season. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's not going to happen. But apparently the word around Easter Road ahead of the game... This was win or you're out, and they lost to Livingston. They did lose to Livingston. Well done to Livingston. A couple of cracking goals that they scored Great as goals. well. Um, the boy Sangari, what a strike. Where do Hibs go from here then? Derek McInnes. You think nobody else? Derek McInnes. 
Uh, if, if I am the Hibs owner right now or the chief executive, I am going straight to Kilmarnock first thing this morning. They should have already done it. They should have been on the phone and saying, we want your manager. Mm -hmm. And we want permission to speak to your manager. And if you've got to pay compensation, go and pay the compensation. He's your man. Bring him in. And then you've got somebody who knows the game inside and out. He's been there, done it, got the T-shirt, did a, a, did a, a reasonable job at Aberdeen, I think. And he's done a great job at Kilmarnock. I think he's perfect for Hibs. And I would also suggest that if Hearts were looking for a manager this morning, I would want him at Tynecastle. That's this is quite the turnaround from Derek McInnes because people might remember you. Also, you did a podcast back in the day, yeah, um, where you famously, I think you called Derek McInnes a bottler. Yeah, because he turned down the Rangers' job. And, he couldn't handle the pressure, but he could handle the pressure. At Hibs and Hearts and all the rest. Of it, yeah, yeah, I, I and, think. And you, I, so, so it wasn't. It wasn't the fact you don't think Derek McInnes was a good manager. You just think he's a bottler. You still think he's a bottler, though. I, I. So think, you think Hibs should appoint a bottler as their manager? I think that Derek McInnes, until the day he dies, will regret not taking that job at Rangers when he had the opportunity. He was in a hotel in Glasgow. I think it was on a Tuesday night. I think Rangers were playing on the Wednesday. Right. And he, none, none of this matters. And he received a phone call from whoever was in charge at Aberdeen at that time and he changed his mind and he went back up the road to Aberdeen. And I think that was a huge mistake from his point of view because clubs like Rangers don't knock on your door twice. You get one opportunity. If you don't take it, there's something clearly not quite right that you don't take the job. So to answer my question, if Hibs appoint Derek McInnes, he'll be appointing a bottler as manager. I think he's learned his lesson, and I think that he may have regretted not taking a job at Rangers. Okay. I think he is a decent manager, and I think he'll do a very good job at Hibs. That's why Hibs should go and get him. I know there are Hibs fans out there who are also hoping that they sign Derek McInnes, but there's also another couple of names that have been thrown into the equation, yeah. one, of, one of which is Darren Moore, who got Sheffield Wednesday promoted from League One into the Championship and then they parted ways. I think that's a really good shout. I think Darren Moore is a very good manager, did a fantastic job at Sheffield Wednesday. 96 points he got them in that League One, and they still didn't get automatic promotion. But that was a brilliant return for them. And they got through 5-4 against Peterborough after extra time, took them to Wembley, and won the final. He's 16-1 to one to get the job, Darren Moore. Is he? So I think he's a good shout. That's a bit left field. The other one that's in where shout is the boy at St. Mary. We'll get to him in just a second. What yeah. a season he had last year, just and to, what a start to the campaign as well. Just to let you know, Neil Lennon is currently the bookies' favourite. Is four he? 4-1. to one. Is he? I messaged Neil Lennon the other day there, and he's not got back to me. McInnes is 5-1. to one. Lennon, 41 favourite. Mm-hmm. Here's one for you. We'll get to Stephen Robinson in just a wee second. Obviously, he's done a great job. They were very unlucky yesterday against Aberdeen. Can I, I just say Neil Lennon blanked me? Well, I mean, that's... He blanked me because I asked him about the Hibs job. Yeah. He blanked me. I mean, that's... Um, I mean, read into that what you will. What you're reading into that then, Ewan? Maybe he just can't be bothered with you. Maybe he's like one of these people on YouTube who hates you. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe Possibly. Neil Lennon loads you. <laughs> Probably. Um, upset him enough times when he was at Celtic. The other name that was swirling around yesterday, and I got a few messages about this, Scott Brown. Oh. Now, he's doing an okay-ish job at Fleetwood, i.e. he's still there. The fans like him. The fans seem to like him. There's a wee bit of trouble behind the scenes at Fleetwood in the fact that... One of the, um, I think it might be the chairman or the majority shareholder is yeah. involved in some sort of illegal activities. Um, so might he fancy a job 
back up the road in Edinburgh at the team where he started his career. I remember when he was playing for Hibs. I was there that day when he left Hibs to go to to Celtic. And it was 12 to 1 conference. he is. That's a really good shout. I never even thought of him. Is it too early in his career to take on a job like Hibs? I think it possibly is. is it, be, well, but, but, let me but, ask you this. But, but Will he do a better job than Lee Johnson? Yes, because he gets it. And he knows the club. And, the, and he will get the fans on his side instantly. I think what Hibs will be looking for this is why I don't think they'll go for Derek McInnes. They'll be looking for a forward-thinking manager. And so wait a now. Because look, just, just look, to look, clarify, but, but, right? No, right. You, you think Derek McInnes is a bottler and he's not forward-thinking, right? You see, well, you, you said the reason they won't go for Derek McInnes is because they'll go for someone who's forward-thinking. What I mean by that, someone who's younger, hungry. Derek McInnes isn't hungry. No, I think he's a hungry manager and I think he's a very good manager, but I think they'll go for someone who is younger and forward-thinking and that might just be Scott Brown. It could well be. I think that Hibs have had their fingers burnt. They've had Heckenbottom, who strangely has got Sheffield United into the Premier League. They didn't think he was good enough and he got shot. They got well, shot I mean, him after I, that. I mean, they, he wasn't good enough. I mean, they were like 11th when he got sacked. But there again, they were, were they too quick to to, to fire the, the the trigger? No, I don't think Paul Heckenbottom's a very look, good man. Look, look at look at oh, shop. He was just he was there yesterday. Nearly got a result against Man City for Sheffield United. How many points they got so far this season? None, none. <laughs> yeah, okay. But he got them promoted, which yeah, was yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah, but they'll also have a bigger budget. No, but than I'm, I, what I'm teams. thinking is, I think Hibs have had their fingers burnt in recent years with like say Heckenbottom, with Lee Johnson, with Neil Lennon. I think that they may well go for that young forward-thinking manager and it could be Scott Brown I never even thought of him uh, me personally get McInnes in steady that ship and I think the McInnes mm. will get a turnout that squad because you don't want someone who's forward-thinking you want Derek McInnes in, who's a bottler according to you producer John you're listening to this in the other studio is he putting words in my mouth? absolutely not I'm no, not. you've said that all yourself, Ewan. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you have. Right, so if it's me, right, if I'm the guy that's in charge at Hibs, right, first on my list is Derek McInnes, right? 100% I'm taking him, yeah. right? That's who I despite would want. Despite all the things that you said Despite all the... I'm, 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 bottler, I'm, I, no, I'm, I'm not forward-thinking. I'm taking it from a Hibs perspective. If I'm the Hibs... If, if you, if I'm right, the, who else is on your list? Who else is on your list? Derek McInnes. I do like Derek McInnes, right? Okay. But he, I don't think they'll go for him. Okay. So I don't think they go for him, but I would. Okay. I Despite think that, all the things you think about I think that the, the boy Moore. Darren Moore. Darren Moore. I think that's a really good shout. And he knows the club inside out, of course. No, but he, he's a young manager. He's forward-thinking manager. He did a fantastic job with Sheffield Wednesday. They played some great football. They scored goals for fun. Are you Darren Moore's agent? Right. Like, like, I, I never I, even thought... I, like, Darren Moore was right. not even on the radar. But well, he is for me. No, he is uh, for you, right, clearly. Because yeah. I've got a tenor on him. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I'm joking, I don't have a tenor on it. Uh, here's another one who was linked with a job before Lee Johnson got it. He was as low as 6-4 in the betting. Roy Keane. Roy Keane at Hibs. I mean, it would be a blockbuster if Roy Keane became the Hibs I remember manager. we talked about that. When I think there was rumours that they had had chats. They'd spoke. And I think, did Roy Keane not confirm it one day on Sunday on Sky Sports or something that he'd been... Speaking to Hibs or somebody in Edinburgh. That would be great. I just don't see that happening. Here's another name I'm going to throw in at you. Go Carl on. Robinson. The guy who was at MK Dons. He was Did also job. at Leeds uh, as uh, Big Sam's assistant towards yeah. the end of last season. It's a good shout. He was apparently in talks with both Hearts and Aberdeen. And he revealed on a podcast just a couple of weeks ago, um, which he was on with Sam Allardyce, funnily enough, that he 
had basically had a job offer in Scotland and turned it down to be Big Sam's assistant at Leeds United. So are we saying Hearts? And that's why they went with Naismith? Because they couldn't get Robinson in. He's a good manager. Again, young. Forward thinking. Forward thinking. Not a bottler. Again, never thought of him. That's a great shout, actually. I'd be quite jealous if Hibs got him. I'd be very jealous if Hibs got him. So I think, put it this way, Hibs is an attractive job. 100%. There's a big budget there as well. Good squad. A decent squad to work with. I think there's obviously a few problems in there. It's a wee bit unbalanced in certain areas. But I think you could work with that. Oh, yeah. From a Hibs perspective, they 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 keep signing managers or appointing managers and then giving them lots and lots of money to spend and then sacking them. They need, like, Lee Johnson got a four-year contract. Aye. I mean, that's ludicrous. But there's something no right there from the moment he walks through the door. There's, you're hearing stories th- all the time. I think it was, the problem was um, Lee Johnson. I think that was yeah. probably the problem and the fact that he wore terrible jackets. But anyway, he is gone, but not forgotten. Lee Johnson is no longer the Hibs manager. And see, out of all the names we've mentioned, I bet you none of them get appointed. <laughs> exactly. And it'll be right. Sunday we've never heard of. And you will hear John Hughes moaning in a couple of weeks' time <laughs> that he didn't even get an interview, despite the fact his CV speaks for itself, because he does it every single time. Anyway, uh, Hibs losing on Saturday, and that was the end for Lee Johnson. Good result for Livingston, though, their first win of the season. Elsewhere... What about Martindale for the job? No. Okay. Uh, Ross County nil, Rangers 2. It was very straightforward for Rangers on Saturday. They were very comfortable. I was expecting Ross County to put a wee bit more of a fight up, but Rangers comfortably dealt with them. Uh, Great goal from Tavernier as well. And uh, it has been a tough start to the season for Ross County, playing both Celtic and Rangers so far. Uh, They also also played played Hearts as well. That's right. So it's been quite a tricky start to the season for them. But in terms of Rangers, going into the game this weekend... You can't ask for anything more. However, we will get to the European stuff in just a wee second. But in terms of the league form, they are. They're ticking along nicely after that opening day defeat. And they're playing better with each game. They're playing much better. I thought that that was a really tricky tie for them going up the road after playing PSV, Ibrox, and with PSV to come during the week. I thought, ooh, not not the game you'd pick before a European tie. But they got the job done in the first half. And then in the second half, they kind of took their foot off the pedal. I think they were just sort of like conserving energy, playing within themselves. They'd got the job done, didn't want to pick up an injury, didn't want to overexert themselves. And then Ross County came back into it. There was an early chance at the start of the second half where there was a free header for White. He's got to score. And once that chance goes, that was really it. So it was comfortable for Rangers. Kemar Roof, he's an out-and-out striker. See if they can get him up and running and they can get a, a turnout of him without getting injured again. That's like a new sign-in. They've also got the boy Lawrence who's back. He was on the bench. He came on. Mm-hmm. Again, that'll be like a new sign-in because he kicked. He started the season last year really well. So Rangers are looking pretty handy. And when you look at that squad and the depth of that squad and the bench that they had on Saturday, it was quite scary. And Matondo has come on to a game as well. Yeah. He's who, a bit, he's who, a bit who, of a game changer. He wasn't even in the Champions nah. League and squad to start to with. Exactly. And he's obviously... Um, but a good win for Rangers. Easy. Yeah. A 2-0 against Ross County. Elsewhere, Celtic nil, St Johnston nil. So, what's happening at Celtic, you and Cameron? Well, I was accused of making excuses for Celtic last week on Twitter and on YouTube. And that excuse still sticks for me. It really does. You look at that back four. I know that Johnson was in there. I think, was it the Taylor starting left back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, you had Scales and who's the other boy? Lagerbiel. Yeah. Having said that, though, there does seem to be an issue. There does seem to be unrest because you had Haslabanovic on Instagram, Instagram moaning and groaning about not being played and if you're not valued, I might as well go somewhere else. And then I think there was like two or three Celtic players liked that message. So there's clearly problems behind the scenes that Brendan Rodgers is going to have to deal with. And I know there's a lot of Celtic fans that are giving Rodgers stick just now. I know that the Green Brigade booed him after the game as well, after the draw with St Johnston. I still think it's a bit unfair. Yes, it's a treble winning side, but he's missing key, key players. Are they playing decent football? No. Have they been impressive? No. I thought they were lucky against Aberdeen. I thought Aberdeen were very good on the day. I think against St Johnston... If it's if it's if that's Kiego getting those chances that O'Reilly has, they've won the game I in mean, the first half. There were two setters from O'Reilly. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying if, 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 you, if that's Kiego, they're goals, right? And the game's done. And we're, we're we're not having this conversation about Rogers about the way that Celtic are playing, that he's getting booed off at, at full time. I still think Celtic will come good. I still think they'll make a couple of signings this week. They'll have to because they've got um, a number of key injuries. And they're still favourites to win the league for me. I still think it's too early to judge this Rangers team. Although they are getting better with each and every game. And this weekend's game is going to be huge. Who's the favourite on Sunday? Rangers. I think Rangers. I, I'm going to call it now Rangers win. Rangers will beat Celtic at the weekend. I think they've got far too many injuries to cope with. And I think that Rangers are on the up and they're getting better with each game. They'll never have a better chance to beat Celtic than they will this coming weekend and see if they don't questions will be asked of Michael Beale. That's how big a game it is. I was just going to say there, uh, I mentioned that a few times on the podcast last season, um, Michael Beale didn't win really any of the games that mattered last it's season. It's huge this Saturday. They they did obviously beat Celtic in the final uh, final game of the season. Yeah. But by that stage, it, they, you it's know, gone. It, was, it was done. Um, this is a big test for Michael Beale on Sunday because mm-hmm. this is the first game where, you know, there's a lot riding on this. If he doesn't win on Sunday... That's that's a problem. Huge. But I, I said at the start of the season, and some people laughed at me for saying it, and I'm sticking with it. At the end of the season, Brendan Rodgers or Michael Beale will be sacked. One of them will not be in a job this time next year. That's how big a season is for both these managers. They have to win the league. Forget winning a cup and having a decent run in the league or running Celtic close or running Rangers close. You have to win the league. Because there's a new Champions League format coming into play next season and they'll both want to be part of that. I think this is a huge game on Saturday. Sunday. Sunday, sorry. Midday kickoff, isn't it? I think it's a, I think it's a bigger game for Beal than it is for Rodgers. And I know it's a strange thing to say when you look at what's happened to Celtic in recent weeks. We get knocked out of the League Cup and then drawn with St Johnston. But I still believe this is a bigger game for Beal than it is for Celtic because Celtic will come good at one point. And when they do, that's when the rest of us need to worry. So for me, it's a must win for Beal. And I think they will get the win. I think they will smell blood. They'll be like a vulture over a carcass. Do you know what I mean? You're like hovering. You can smell... I'm, I'm aware of the metaphor. Yeah. Right. I think that Rangers can smell blood here and they've got to take advantage of that. If they don't, their fans will never forgive them for it. What an opportunity to go top of the league at the weekend. And I think they'll take that opportunity... 
But for me, even if Celtic lose on Saturday, they'll still be favourites to win the league. So with St Mirren dropping points yesterday against Aberdeen and obviously Celtic dropping points as well, it means nobody has a 100% record in the Scottish Premiership. Celtic are still top of the league. Uh, St Mirren and Motherwell are in third place. Mentally. Now, I don't want to say that I knew Motherwell would have a good start to the season because I didn't know that. I was just completely guessing. I just had a wee feeling. I thought they were strong. Yeah, they lost Kevin Van Veen, but it hasn't seemed to have affected them too much so far. And it was another win on Saturday against Kilmarnock, who up until then hadn't conceded a goal in the league so far. 2-1. It was Casey and Payton. Their very last kick of the ball, uh, kick of the ball, I should say, for Harry Payton. And that meant Motherwell grabbed all three points. It's been a terrific start to the season for Stuart Kettlewell. See, that result on Saturday, huge. Because my coupon was up because of it. Yep. So mm-hmm. thank you to Payton. Uh, what a goal to win it. Great goal. There's a great cutback. I think it's from Blair Spittle. He cuts it back to the edge of the box. Peyton's running onto it. There are two Kilmarnock Central defenders that he sends to Tesco. He literally waves them off goodbye. They don't know where he's going or what he's doing. His first touch is sensational. See if Messi makes that touch or a Neymar or an Mbappe. Or an Alex Lowry. Or an Alex Lowry. Yeah. I was just about to get to that. Yeah. Um, but what a touch from Peyton with his right foot. Next touch is his left foot into the corner of the net. Stunning goal. Brilliant. 2-1 win for Motherwell. Are we just going to ignore Aberdeen's shocking performance against St Mirren? No, I was going to get on to that next, actually. And I've, I've asked Steve Cowan, who does the Big Saturday shoot football show with us. Yeah. He was the commentator for Red TV yesterday. And I asked him to send a voice note, a 10-second voice note, summing up Aberdeen's performance yesterday. Oh, go on. I've not listened to this yet, so I don't know, I don't know what it'll be like. So I'm going to press play on this right now and hopefully it comes through. I think Aberdeen need to be more aggressive, really need to get themselves better organised in defence, didn't clear the lines well and didn't win enough second balls in the middle of the park. There we go. They were atrocious. I only watched the highlights, but Mm -hmm. St Mirren battered them. Absolutely battered them. St Mirren deserved to win that game yesterday and Stephen Robinson will be kicking himself thinking, how did we know win that game? And... The reason they didn't win that game is when we get to the VAR. Yes. WTF. We'll get to that. Because it's an absolute disgraceful decision at St Mirren yesterday. They should have won the game. It'll all make sense in a couple of minutes. But yes, St Mirren, what a season they're having. Uh, Dundee, Hearts. 1-0 to Dundee. Their first win back in the Premiership. It was a great goal as well from McCowan. And um, I don't want to talk about this because I'm raging. Because Hearts... Here's something, right? Go on. Since October last year, yeah. Hearts have won two games away from home, both against St Johnson. That's a problem. That's a huge issue. If you can't win, if you can't pick up points away from home, you're knackered. And no offence to Dundee. Dundee are coming up for the championship. Hearts have a budget that would blow them out the water, have a squad that should blow them out the water. How are Hearts getting beat for Dundee? See that... Result yesterday and that performance, that was Robbie Nielsen all over again. It's like we haven't changed or learned anything from the time that Robbie Nielsen was in charge. Stephen Naismith's interview after the oh, game yesterday. What was this? Just in a couple of sentences, just sum it up. What was the gist of it? Well, it was embarrassing. I know, but what right. did he okay, say? Okay. What was it? He said the players looked nervous. Hold on, hold on. There are four words that he used in his interview in the space of 30 seconds on Hearts TV. He used the word, we were passive. We were safe, we were nervous, and we retreated. 
We're talking against Dundee. Against Again. Dundee. No right? offense to Dundee. And and the way he was talking as if we'd been up against Man City. We were up against Dundee, a newly promoted team, and we're talking about being passive, safe, nervous, and we retreated. Stephen Naismith, I'm talking to you right now. That's on you. That's you. Why are the team going in feeling like that? There's something not quite right in that dressing room. And him, I mean Naismith, and the Mitchell brothers that he sits beside in the dugout, what is going on there? They huddle around this like, it's like a, a stand with an iPad on it and like they're pressing buttons and touching the screen and they get into a little huddle. They're playing a game. I don't know what they're doing. Who, who, where's the focal point? Who, who's the main man there? Now, it's, it's an absolute fucking shambles. Now, it's a shambles. And here's the other thing, right? You've got Naismith, who is, quote-unquote, the technical director. You've got McAvoy, who turns up to do interviews sometimes. You've then got Naismith going up and shaking the hand of the opposition manager. McAvoy runs off in the other direction. I'm so confused. Are the players confused? What are they doing? What is going on at Heart of Midlothian Football Club? We have a really good squad of players. He screwed up yesterday. We start in 11. He realised he made a mistake and made the necessary changes in the second half. Lowry, again, was our only shining light. He was outstanding yesterday. He's got twinkle toes. He's light on his feet. He, he, the way he turns, the way he moves, he glides across the pitch. He was creating chances, which on another day we could have taken and got ourselves at least a draw. But see, at the end of the day, Dundee deserved to win that game. And it's all on the head of Stephen Naismith and the Mitchell brothers. It's on them. Because now, that I, again, Ewan, I, I'll take you back. If you want to go and listen to the first episode of this season, I did say this is going to be I, a but, problem but, for Hearts right, okay, going forward. But, and right. you went, nah, 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 no, it's fine. No, 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 the, the point that I made in the first podcast about uh, Stephen Naismith was this, is that it's too early to judge, right? <laughs> the signs are not good. I, you know I didn't want Stephen Naismith to get the job, full stop, right? So, so, so before he even when, got the when job... Is the I, I wasn't judging, no, I was I, just what predicting. What did I say to you? I said 10 games in. Right, so, you're, so all that that you've just said there... No, no, it's true, because everything I said is true. There's something fundamentally wrong right now that we're still... But you still want to wait another seven games? You have to. You have to give it 10 right. games. It's okay. the same with Beals, the same with Rodgers. Any new manager who comes in, you've got to give them at least the first 10 games before you can make a judgment call on where you might be or where you might be going. And for me, the signs are not great. And is there still a wee bit of the Robbie Nielsen mentality within that squad? It looked like it yesterday. So I'm going to... I'm not calling for anyone's head. I'm not saying that they should be out of a job, but things need to improve. But come back, sort of middle of October, and then first ten games, and then we'll reevaluate. But yesterday, for the manager, a technical director, a coach, whatever he is, to come out and use the words passive, safe, nervous, and retreated when we're 
Playing Dundee is an embarrassment to a proud football club like Hearts. We have to be going to places like Dundee and kicking their ass up and down the pitch. We need to go to places like Dundee and do what George Burley would have done. You hit the ground running, 100 miles an hour football, you win the game in the first 60 minutes and then you make the changes. Don't try and be cute. Don't try and be Pep Guardiola. Go and win the fucking game. That's it. Win the game and then get out of dodge, go home with the three points and think about Pauk. That was shocking yesterday. And if they don't learn their lessons from that, and if we get any more performances like that and results like that, then I might be calling for his head before the 10 games because that was a fucking disgrace. Well, I'll remind you that you need to wait until 10 games because you can't make a judgment on someone unless they have 10 games in charge. If that continues, he needs to go. Okay, right, fair enough. Let's drop down at the Championship. Uh, cracking start to the season for Airdrie. Uh, another win on Saturday against Inverness. Inverness are bottom of the league, no points, and they are mega, mega struggling. Uh, elsewhere on Saturday, Dundee United keep their unbeaten start going as well, and it was a 3-0 win against Air United. The fifth derby was actually postponed on Saturday. Uh, Greenock Morton nil, Ardrow 3. Whoa, 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 whoa. In Partick Thistle 3. What Queens a Park result. One. I mean, Wraith Rovers had a great start to the campaign and then to go to East End Park, your rivals, and win 1-0 is an outstanding result, an outstanding performance. And Dunfermline, going into the game, were in good form. They'd gone to Dundee United and should have won. Drew 1-1. They even, they even beat Airdrie, who've had a great start to the campaign as well. And you're thinking, at home against Wraith Rovers, they'll kick on and get a result. But no, Wraith go there. Cause a wee shock. Well done to Wraith Rovers. Your team got pumped on Saturday, just admit it. I, I don't think pumped is the right word. I don't think there was much between the teams. I think did even you get Ray, beat? Yeah, we did get beat and uh, congratulations uh -huh. to Wraith Rovers. Um, uh -huh. So there we are. They've well won done, the first Wraith. five derby of the season. Uh, but there's plenty. There's a long way to go. There's a long way to go. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm firm on will be fine this season. Yeah, you will. If somebody said... Right now, we can guarantee you fifth place, I would take it. Shut Ge up. Genuinely, Ruth, Shut I would genuinely up. take you it. You want fourth. Hey, well, of course I want fourth, but if somebody was like, you'll take fifth, I think the championship. You're giving yourself an out, aren't you? Saying, if you don't make the top four, you'll say, well, I didn't expect it anyway. You're giving yourself no, an out. I, I, I think... Every, every, every football fan goes into the season thinking that they can do something. You want top four. Of course I want top four. Right, so that's it. No, but if somebody said, if, if, somebody, if we end up finishing fifth or sixth, that wouldn't surprise me, is what I'm saying. It wouldn't surprise me if that's where we end up. Right, okay. And I think most people would be, okay, a wee bit disappointing, but that's fine. We'll build for next season. Right. Let's move on to League One. Anyway, uh, so... First win of the season for Annan. They came from two goals down to beat Edinburgh City by three goals to two. Queen of the South are absolutely motoring now under Marvin Bartley. It was Cove Rangers 1, Queen of the South 2. Hamilton have won all four of their games so far. Another 1-0 win on Saturday against Montrose. They're looking pretty strong. Uh, Kelty Hearts going down to Stirling Albion, who again have had a really good start to the season, got beat by Falkirk during the week. And Falkirk again have kicked on. 4-1 winners against Alloa on Saturday. And that means... I, I think it's a three-horse race. Falkirk or walking the league? It's a three-horse race. It's going to be Falkirk, Queen of the South and Cove. Hamilton. Not Cove? Nah, they've had a pretty poor start. They can't even win at home. Like, I, their away form's really good, but their home form's stinking. I think Falkirk win the league. I think Queen of the South are the dark horses, 100%. I think they're a really, really good side. Hamilton have won all four of their games so far yeah, this season. No. I don't think you can count them out. I'm not counting them out yet, but I think my money's on Falkirk. Okay, and okay. that was a really good win away on Friday night. No, sorry, Saturday night against Alloa. League 2, it was Elgin City 1, East 5-1. 4 for 1, Bonnie Rig Rose 2. The Spartans went to Peterhead and came back with all three points. 1-0 winners. Uh, Dumbarton winning 4-2 
against Stenhouse Muir. Uh, Stenny were 4-0 down at half-time in that one and the misery continues for Clyde. It was a 1-0 defeat to Stranraer. A very, very late winner. That is a heck of a trek up the road when you've no got anything for the match. Cracking starts for the Spartans uh, and Bonnie Rig as well, which is good to see. Uh, right, let's move on to VARWTF, please. Right, let's spin through these, shall we? We'll start with Hibs versus Livingston. The referee was Craig Napier. Uh, Boyle brought down by Devlin. Not a penalty. Not a penalty. Handball off Obelai after a doy shot. Not a penalty. Okay, let's move on to Celtic versus St. Johnson. Matthew McDermott was the man, uh, was the referee, I should say. Maeda brought down in the box in the first half. Not a penalty. Rangers versus Ross County. There wasn't much. David Munro wasn't really. Nah, there was can't, nothing can't, in can't, that. Can't really remember anything. Nah. Uh, Motherwell versus Kilmarnock. So Armstrong gives the penalty away for a foul on Dan Casey. Penalty saved after a VR check with the foot being off the line. Yeah, correct decision. Okay. Far had a great weekend apart from one incident. Well, uh, Dundee versus Hearts. McGee goal rolled offside after Robinson got in touch. Yeah, in front it, of the it, goal. it was it wasn't a McGee goal. It was a Dundee striker hits Rob- his heel. Right. Who was that again? Was it Robinson. Robinson? Robinson. I think it was Robinson. So he was a, he was clear offside, so that was the right decision. Okay, and St Mirren versus Aberdeen, the big one. John Beaton was in charge for this one. Right, so in terms... Let's do, right. the, one, let's do the ones that they got right, first of all. The, the offside goal. They're all right. Yeah. Every decision is right apart from one, which we'll argue mm, about in just a second. No, well, we'll get onto that, but there was also, I thought, the St Mirren penalty was really harsh on the Aberdeen defender. What's he meant to do with his arms? The one that leads to the equaliser. Yeah. So I think that it, that it was it was the busiest day in Scottish football this season at the St Mirren game for VAR. It was, was, Mc, was McDonald's. Yeah. There were, there were loads and loads and loads of decisions and I think they got 90% of them right. So this is where we're going to fall out and we're going to disagree. So St Mirren battered Aberdeen, deserved to beat Aberdeen, and I think it's in the 99th minute they win a penalty. There's a shot that comes in. I think it's from Clarkson. It, it, see, this is it was Gogic that handled it, and I I think the Gogic one was a penalty. I don't think the Aberdeen one was a penalty. The one that got given against Aberdeen. I thought. Oh, was, you think the one that was given against Aberdeen? Yeah. The St Mirren penalty. Mm-hmm. You don't think that's a penalty? I think it's really harsh. I th- I, th- I think if we're talking about the handball rule and how ridiculous it is. I genuinely don't know. I don't know. Because... He... Are we talking about the same thing here? You're, you're talking about the equaliser for Aberdeen? No. No, the, no. So the St. Mirren penalty. I'm talking about the St. Mirren penalty. That's a penalty. You don't think it is? It, like, McDonald comes in and he, he's like that and it hits his arm and I'm like, what's he meant to do? See, and, and the Gogic, the Gogic one, I think, is slightly different because he goes out and blocks the shot and he sort of goes like that a wee bit. No, his hand's up like that. Aye, I, I think his hand's up a wee bit, but... but I, think, see when, I, right. I think the, the I, penalty that St Mirren got that Kilty scored, pff, I'm not sure. Okay. Let's, and, and again, that might be just be the handball rule. Yeah. I, think it's, I just think it's really harsh. The one that Aberdeen won in the 99th minute, Gogic slides in to block the clock, the, the shot from Clarkson, right? Yes, it's a, I think that's a penalty. Right. Okay, but let me ask you this, right? If I asked you right now to run from that door across this desk mm-hmm. to block that chair that's over there, yep. you can't do that without your arms in the air. You can't. I know. I know. You literally can't. Because see, if I know. you try and do that, you're going to knock yourself out. Yeah. Because you need your arms. Totally. For balance. Um, and, and this is this is why I think the handball rule is 
I kind of get why they've given it, but I don't know what else Gogic can do there when you're sliding in to block a shot. I don't know what McDonald could have done for the first one. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I get your point. But then this is the one. This is the one for me where VAR got it wrong. I think VAR have had a great start to the season. They've not got much wrong. But see, yesterday, the Miofsky penalty, they have got that wrong. And I cannot believe they have not seen the mistake there. So Miofsky steps up to take the penalty with his left foot. He slips and his left foot shot strikes his right foot. So the, it's a double hit. It's a double hit. It's left foot onto right foot and it spins into the middle of the net. The goalkeeper dives out the way of it. I don't know. It's a double hit. You that can't say, penalty, you can't say that with any certainty. Mate, you I, can't. Mate, I would put my wife on it. I, but, I mean, that's I not would saying put, anything. I would put my wife on it. I would put my dog on it. I Your would dog put, weighs 50 kilos. It's 52 now. 52 uh, kilos. 52 so. kilos. You need to get that clip up there. Yeah. I, um, I would put my mortgage on it. I would give you my car. That was a double touch. And I'll tell you what was a big giveaway for me, right? Miofsky, when he scores a penalty, he runs. I'm, for those listening on um, Spotify, I'm doing the run. So he's doing the run, yeah. and all he's doing the entire time is looking over his shoulder. Because he knows. He knows. He's looking over his shoulder to see if that is going to be ruled out. He thinks that the referee spotted that, and he doesn't want to make a fool of himself by celebrating a goal okay. that he knows shouldn't have stood. So the ref hasn't spotted it. So I get why in real time it's a the, difficult one to spot. And then I've looked at the replay. Well, you're not looking hard enough. So in sports scene, you can't you Mate, can't tell. I, you you can't, can't tell. Right. Okay. You can't, you can't right. see so, it so, hit his right. other foot. So, so there's a dead ball. Right. I, a, no, right. right I, I can't be like Don't I, no, don't I'm gonna explain it to you. Don't say you can't be arsed with it because no, I'm gonna explain it to you. There's a dead ball, he runs up to strike it with his left foot. Are you going to tell? Going to explain to me how he gets the spin on that ball? Watch the watch the the trajectory of that ball. How does he get the spin on that ball for it to go down the middle of the goal? Go and explain that to me. Why have you got your head on the, the microphone? Why why are you zoned out? <laughs> Do you know why it can't be bothered? Because I'm proving you no, wrong. No, it's not. It's this is what happens no, every time. Any time that I'm right, and you know that I'm right. You find it very difficult to argue with me. That's not true. Right. Well, tell me then. How does he get the spin on that ball? Well, show me where it hits his foot. Stephen. <laughs> Stephen. No, you do this all the time. When you can't find it in yourself to agree with me, you just go, oh, Stephen, Stephen, me, me, me. That's what you do all the time. When you can't find it in yourself to agree with me, that's what you do. I'm right and you're wrong. Okay, right. Well, we'll leave it at that. And, and I feel sorry for St. Mirren and Stephen Robinson because they absolutely annihilated Aberdeen yesterday and they should have won the game. Okay, right. That was uh, VAR at WTF. Let's move on to our next segment, please, John. And uh, oh, we're going to do our conspiracy theories. Oh, so last week, it was all about draws. Aye. Scottish Cup draws, League Cup draws, whatever draws. Are they rigged? In favour of the big teams, basically. So we went through seven or eight different conspiracies and we've chosen to talk about cup draws. Yes. And I am going to get to the Scottish Cup in just a wee second. However, it's not just Scotland that have got issues when it comes to fans believing that there might be rigged draws. Okay. We're talking about some of the biggest competitions in world football. We're talking World Cups. We're talking Champions League. And there's been some rather interesting suggestions being made over the years. So I'm just going to rattle through some of these. Okay, go for it. Before we get to the Scottish stuff. Vibrating balls. 
Okay. Fixed the Champions League draw according to Turkish officials who were at the Champions League draw in 2013. They believe there were vibrating balls. And where would you buy vibrating balls, you? <laughs> Moving on. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. The Turkish official, Ahmet Kakar, sensationally suggested that the former football stars that carry out the draws have metal objects in their hand which pick up vibrations in the balls as they're about to put their hand into the draw. So into the pot. And as they do that, they're going to get a vibration from the ball they're meant to pick next. That's what he believed in 2013. And that involves Celtic, because it was in the Champions League. And Celtic were drawn against Juventus. Okay. But that was in the Champions League draw. So as a Turkish official who believed the draw was fixed in 2013. Michel Platini did a podcast not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Former disgraced ex-footballer Michel Platini, UEFA president, Euro 84 winner, he told a podcast, Group A, which was France in the World Cup in 1998, Mm -hmm. and Brazil, who were in Group C for the 1998 World Cup, was done intentionally to keep the two apart because that's the final they wanted. Did they go into any explanation as to how they did it? The 62-year-old former France manager was laughing as he confessed, we did a bit of trickery, this is his words, when we were organising the schedule. We did not spend six years organising the World Cup in France to not do some little shenanigans. Do you think other World Cup hosts do not do this? So they fixed it so that Brazil and France would meet in the World Cup final and they got their wish. he, He admitted to that. How they did it, I've no idea, but he just talks about trickery and shenanigans. Okay. And he also suggested other World Cup host nations do it as well. That's the former UEFA president. We're going to the very top here, man. Let's get to Scotland. There was a lot, and I mean a lot, of information when it comes to Scottish League Cup draws, Scottish Cup draws. And over the years, there's been a lot of people saying that Rangers and Celtic get the benefit there the draw it yes. always, it's always it's always fixed in their favour mm-hmm. well that's not true to be honest with you because between the years 1892 to 2011 right the old firm have only ever been drawn six times together okay that would suggest something's not quite right. So we're talking about the last 16 of competitions. Mm-hmm. In the last 16 of competitions from the years 1892 to 2011, the old firm have only been drawn six times. That, that's not a lot. That's that's really not a lot. No. That's 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 really quite interesting. Yes. I'm not suggesting they're being fixed. I'm just saying that's that's the stat. Here's another one, in, in, an interesting stat for you when it comes to Scotland. Rangers in 2017 had 12 home ties in a row. So for the, the years leading up to 2017 when Cashinha was in charge, Rangers had 12 home ties in a row after being drawn to play Dunfermline at Ibrox in the League Cup. Mm-hmm. You might remember that. Yeah. That was their 12th home draw in a row. And at that point, there was a lot of talk that the draws were being fixed to favour Rangers, to give them a home draw and an easy draw. So a newspaper in Scotland had decided to do some research on this. Okay. So let me just give you some of the stats. Up to 2020, Scottish Cup, Celtic and Rangers, hot balls conspiracy under the microscope. 
is this newspaper assess which premiership sides get the most home draws. So it says stats up until 2020. Okay. This is going to surprise you. Hearts at the top of the league table. You get the most home... Most home draws, right? 67% hearts at the top of the league table. Okay. Hibs are second. 64%. Interesting. Rangers third. 62%. Celtic are second bottom on 34%. Okay, so double. Double. Rangers are getting double the home and games. Hearts and yeah. Hearts are getting double the home games than yeah, Celtic are. That's Celtic are. Celtic are sent away more often than not. 34% of their ties up until 2020 were away from home. That's why there's... Who's a, bought with the list? Well, at that time, because they were in the league, it was Hamilton. Right, so there's... Quite clearly... So we have me, stumbled upon something here, Ewan. There's an anti-Hamilton agenda <laughs> in Scottish football, which means they don't get home ties no. when it comes... And do you know why? Why? Plastic pitch. So plastic you're in charge pitch. of... The, so basically you're in charge of the conspiracy because it's the plastic pitches. Plastic pitches. Nobody wants to play there, so okay. they make sure they don't send any clubs to So what, what is, what's your conclusion then? Is there a conspiracy or not? I get why some Celtic fans would scream and a Hamilton conspiracy. Fans. And Hamilton fans. I get why they would scream there's some sort of conspiracy to help Rangers when they get so many home draws. But there you go. Hearts and hips. Right, so what's your conclusion? Over the years, my conclusion is it's a load of bull. Right. Okay. I don't believe there are a conspiracy. I think there may have been a conspiracy back in the day when it was easier to do, but seeing this day and age, very difficult to do okay. when it's live on the telly. So my conclusion to that is that there is no conspiracy as it stands right now, but I would not have ruled it out from back in the day, and I'm talking like 70s, 60s, 50s, 40s. Let us... Move on from this. Yeah, if you have any comments, you can get in touch at any time at Big Football Scott. I thought that was good. That was quite good research, actually. Well done. Uh, we'll set up another one next week. And I've got uh, one for next week. All right, okay. Well, we can do that next week. And remember, you can leave comments on YouTube as well. There's always a chance we'll read them out at the start of the show next week as well. So thank you very much, you and Cameron, for your conspiracies. Before we move on uh, to our next bit, producer John, we're going to just quickly talk about the Scotland squad because it's been announced this morning, actually, for the upcoming games against Cyprus and and the 150th game uh, against England as well. So it's as follows. Xander Clark, Angus Gunn, Liam Kelly. Sort of as you were, you and you were yeah. expecting goals. Uh, defenders, Jack Hendry, Aaron Hickey, Scott McKenna, Nathan Patterson, Ryan Porteous, Andy Robertson, John Sutter, Kieran Tierney. Oh, Kieran Tierney. Oh, Kieran Tierney. Signed for Real Sociedad. Did you hear his interview that he gave? It's amazing. It's so, so good. He's already done it. Yeah, he, he gave like an interview to the club channel. Producer John, and we got the clip of um, Kieran Tierney. Impressions is so good. Um, everyone I meet is so friendly. The, the city is so nice. Um, and the stadium is beautiful as well. Yeah, it's a big change, um, but something I, I'm looking forward to so much. Um, an exciting challenge, and I am delighted to be here. <laughs> He's speaking like your dad when there's a problem in your hotel room in Spain. No, no, the air conditioning is no work. We need, can you give us fan to help? I have small child, small, bambino. I have small child for fan to keep a cool. That's basically what Kieran Tierney is. It's amazing. And of course, he joins a whole host of people oh. who just can't quite get that accent right. What about David Moyes when he was at Sociedad? I know some of the players. They have been training with me, uh, uh, 
Dodge Tress Quattro uh, times <laughs> You know what's impressive about that? He, he switches between Spanish and English Just wow. with, with such ease With such ease as well But of course The daddy of them all Mr. Steve McLaren I sort of knew uh, When I came here In the uh, Champions League uh, Liverpool or Arsenal I thought maybe one of them we would draw and uh, it is Arsenal, I think. Fantastic, fantastic. I mean, so Kieran Tierney and Joey Barton as well, famously when he yeah. went to Marseille, but Kieran Tierney is joining the Lost. list of people who give interviews in foreign countries and something happens to their voice. So, well done to Kieran Tierney. Can we have the air conditional fix though? Is that okay? Um, so he's in the Scotland squad. Uh, interesting, midfielders, Elliot Anderson Get from in. Newcastle has been named in the Scotland squad for the first time there's been a lot of chat about him. He did play for Scotland underage. He then switched allegiance to England. He played one game for their under-19s, then has come back to under-21s, but hasn't really been playing. Came on for Newcastle yesterday against Liverpool. I, I thought we'd lost him to England, so I'm delighted that he's back in the Scotland squad. And Steve Clark, I'm telling you right now, give him just 30 seconds. <laughs> Get him on that pitch, because as soon as he's on that pitch, that's it. He's our player. There's another player that I'm really annoyed about that's decided to go with England. It's the boy Gray. Um, Archie Gray. Archie Gray. So it's, it's Eddie Gray's nephew. Eddie Gray's nephew. The boy's really good. And I was like really excited seeing him playing for Leeds. And I watched him against Hearts in the preseason friendly. I thought, oh, he's going to be some player for Scotland. I think. And then it turns out he's chosen England. Yeah, I know. What is going it, on? I think it. Well, I mean, he's probably born in England, so it's up to him, I suppose. But there was one that really, really. I was like, how can that happen? And it's Darren Fletcher's sons. I think he's got twins, right? Uh-huh. And I think they play with Man City. Yes. And one's playing with Scotland and one's playing with England. And I'm like, how can you let that happen? Your dad has more than 80 caps you for Scotland. You captained your country. captained your country. <laughs> like a, a proper, proper Scotland player. It's strange, isn't it? Here's and his a... son plays with England. But, but do you know what? Here's the thing, though, because my kids are half English, so I've asked them this question. Yeah. And see when Scotland were going through their shit time, both my kids said that they played for England. Ugh, I mean, come on. You wouldn't have allowed that. You wouldn't have allowed that. Surely you would have been like, no, well, you play for Scotland. No, I would have disowned them. Yes, exactly, aye, which aye. is what Dan Fletcher should do with one of his children. <laughs> um, Stuart Armstrong, Billy Gilmore, Lewis Ferguson, who scored against Juventus yesterday in their 1-1 draw uh, at Bologna. So Ryan Jackson, the squad, John McGinn, obviously, McGregor, Kenny McLean, Scott McTominay, and then in terms of the forwards, Shea Adams, Ryan Christie, Lyndon Dykes, Kevin Nisbet, Lauren Shankland, kind of as you would expect, but Elliot Anderson being in there is obviously great news. Brilliant news. I'm delighted with that. And um, let's just get him a cap and then he'll be our player going forward. And he is only young and he's got a huge, huge future ahead of him. Okay, let's move on, producer John. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Every week on the show, we're going to bring out the Scottish football bin. And this season, we are going to fill it. So far in the bin, we have plastic pitches. And the question, who do you really support? And on the last podcast, you and Cameron nominated football ground burgers. But are they going in the bin? We had lots of pictures of burgers yes, from did. across the country. Yeah. Uh, some of them looked horrific. Some of them looked all right. No, they did not. They all looked horrific to Can me. Can we have a drum roll, please, producer John? Because the results are in. We put it out to the vote on at Big Football Scott, and I can exclusively reveal with 58% of the vote, football burgers are going in the bin. Yeah! They're going in the bin. They're going in the bin. So there we are. Thank you. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. We don't need them. They're a disgrace. They're bogging, they're minging, they're disgusting. So that bin is filling up very, very quickly. Plastic pitches, who do you really support? And now, burgers at football grounds. This week's nomination from me is as follows. Referees booking two players. Eh? At the same time. What? So do you know when there's a... A clash. A coming together. A coming together. But in almost every single scenario, there's one player who's the aggressor. The instigator. The instigator. And then, I agree with you. And then, just to defuse the situation, the referees just book them both. I agree with you. It's the most infuriating thing. And I'm like, but that person's not done anything wrong. Done nothing wrong. But and they get booked anyway. Both. Aye. I'm with you. It's, you know what it is? It's a shite bag move for referees. It's not, shite bag. It's not even worth a debate. This will definitely go in the bin. I can't see any football fan out there it's disagreeing with that. It's my pet hate. There's not one football that, fan... There's a referee showing a yellow card to both players there. Yeah. Why are you showing a yellow... Yeah. Like, one of them's done something and the other one hasn't. So why are you showing them both a yellow card? I think you're going to get something like 88% okay. agreeing with you. I think this is a this is a slam dunk. Okay, so... That's a cracker, love that. You can follow us on Twitter, at Big Football Scott. You can vote there as well and we will bring you the results next week. Booking... Both players when only one player has done something wrong. Correct. Just to defuse the situation because they're shite bags. Right, <laughs> uh, let's move on to the Legends Lottery. Now, last week I spun this wheel and it landed on Mr. Jose Ketongo. And any moment now, he's going to bust through that door, he's going to take his seat here and we're going to have a great chat about his career, all the funny moments. You had him on the radio back in the day as yeah. well. You had his number as well. You are like, yeah. oh, me and Jose, I hope it lands on that. We'll definitely, definitely get him so. In three, two, one, in you come, Jose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll be waiting a long time. Jose! Mate. You, no, mate, mate, you mate, can come in now. Mate, you'll you'll be waiting a long time. What happened? <sighs> I was so excited last week. Because it landed on Jose Katongo, that's he, what I just said. He, he lives in Hamilton. He lives in Hamilton. He lives in Hamilton. He's no, he's, he's, no, he's, he's not here. I'll go and have a look. No, no, he's, he's, no, he's, mate, 100% he's not here. Mate, I'm telling you, he's not here. I'm not surprising. You can go and check the door if you like. He's not in the hallway. Jose! Nah, you can come back in, mate. <laughs> okay. So, can I, can I bring you the, can I bring you up to date with why Jose Katonga's not here? But he's, he's on Legends Lottery, so you, know, you, you were organising. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's a pal of mine. Yeah, he's, well, I mean, that's what he says. Right, so I sent him a text uh, on Tuesday last week. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a reply. Okay. I then sent, there it is, there you can see it there. Yeah. I then sent him a, a, another text on yeah. the Friday, because I thought maybe he's away. Maybe, I don't he's on know. Holiday, on holiday, yeah. Whatever. Didn't get a reply on the Friday either. Yeah. I phoned him on the Saturday mm-hmm. and he's changed his number. <laughs> okay. So who were you speaking to? Uh, no, the phone's dead. Ah. The phone's dead. Right. So that number that I've got of his no longer exists. He's changed his number and so that's why he didn't reply to my text and when I phoned it, it just went dead. And that's the number I used to contact him on all the time. So um, I do apologise, and if Jose Katongo hears cut, this, cut the ba- music, John. Cut the music. Cut the music. If if um, if Jose Katongo um, hears about this, um, 
mate, do you want to get back in contact with me on Facebook or Twitter and um, give me your number? You and I've got a number for him. I don't know if it's the same number you've got. Uh, hold on, it, hold does on. Does it end on. in 500? Zero, zero? I'll tell you in a second. Info. Uh, no. Does it not? So do you've, got, you've got the new one then. Do you want to try it? Go and phone him now. We'll try phoning let's, Hosey. Let's phone him. Phone right, him let's now. do it. Because my number ends in 727. That's okay. his old number. Because it's went dead now. Well, this is... I, you know what I should have done? Instead of texting, I should have just phoned him straight away and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have found myself in this position. And if you had a number, why did you not tell me? I just said you had it. Well, I, I do I, have it. I don't think you can blame John for this. You said you had his number. Well, I do have his number. But it's not his number. Go and phone him, see if you'll pick up. Right, right. hold on. And can, if, he, if we can get him on now on the phone and he agrees to come in next week, we don't need to spin that wheel, do we? No. no. He, it counts, this one counts. This counts. If we get him, just now, that's it. Right, but I'd go. like him in. No, it's fine. Right, I, I don't know what Jose Kitongo does about Monday morning, but um, we'll soon find out. Hopefully, are you have you dialed him in? Yeah, I just realised there's a player for Southampton called Willie Smallbone. Where's he gone? Don't know. I just thought that was a really unfortunate name for somebody. If your name was Willie Smallbone, <laughs> you would change it by Deepo, wouldn't you? Hello, Jose Kitongo. It's you and Cameron here. Hello, Ewan. What's up, my man? I'm not too bad, Hosey Katongo. Hosey, when did you change your fucking number? No. <laughs> the police have been chasing me. I changed the number. <laughs> <laughs> the police have been chasing me. Mate, I've got your number that ended in 727. No, that's because you and all the lasses following me, man, I changed the number. All right. the lasses. That's, yes. that's what it is. That's what it is. Jose, you're on the podcast with uh, you and Cameron and Stephen Mill, the big Scottish football podcast, and we're trying to get a hold of you to get you into the studio, and I couldn't get... Well, I've got the wrong number, clearly. Okay. When you when you want me to come in? Uh, well, I mean, listen, we're, we're on just now. We're actually recording right now. What are you up to, Jose? I'm now just, I was in the gym and then just come home, chilling a little bit before I go coaching. Oh, oh right. Nice one. Where, where are you coaching? I coach Hamilton Fives. Oh, nice oh, one. nice one. Do you know what? I know he's on now, but you, you are just around the corner, aren't you? Because we're in Clyde Bank. Oh, yeah. Clyde Bank? No, I'm a, I'm here Hamilton. Hamilton's Clyde not Bank. near Clyde Bank. Like, oh, it's, no. it's a bit of a trek. Yeah, it's a bit of a trek, but, yeah. Can, can you drive? Yeah, I bought my driver's license, yeah. <laughs> you bought your driver's <laughs> license. Your driver's license. <laughs> Should we invite him in for next week? Yeah, if you want. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, that's no problem. Joy, come in and join us here at Clyde Bank for the podcast. Yes, correct. No problem. Let me know what day, time I'll be there. Okay, okay. so um, next Monday at 11 a.m. Correct. No problem, pal. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Excellent. Listen, well, I've now got your new number. I will give you a call back later and I'll just run through the details with you and I'll send you a text message as well. No problem, pal. No problem, Ian. Thank you very much. Thanks I'll look for forward to you. seeing you, my man. Take care. Oh, you too, pal. Thank you very much. Thanks. Cheers, bud. Bye, Bye mate. Bye. Bye. He would have been here if it wasn't for John. Even John's to blame for this. How am I to blame for this? You're you to blame you for had, this. You said you had the number. But we should have double checked and crossed numbers <sighs> and stuff. Even by our standards, that was a mental couple of minutes. Why <laughs> 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 like that was? Why like that was absolutely right. Well, Jose's like, going to be here next week. Hey, hey! Jose's going to be here. Right. Okay. Let's crack on for the end of the podcast. Oh, by the way, I forgot to say, Scotland squad. Uh, you probably have an opinion on this. Ben Doak. 
Should he have been in the squad? No, no, it's too early yet. Okay, fair enough. Right, let's move on. We have our shootout quiz. Oh, love this. What so, a result for me last week. Ewan won last week, unbelievably, in the jammiest fashion possible. <laughs> and thank you for all the comments about my face tripping me, because I was genuinely raging about it. Um, so, it's in a penalty shootout format. Take turns. But we need a quiz master, don't we, Ewan? We Cameron? do need a quiz master. So, come on down, producer John. Hello. Woo! How are you doing? You all right? I'm good, thank yeah, you. Okay. Right. Good one for the Bairns at the weekend. Yeah. For one uh, John, 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 we never asked you about that. Just get on with the quiz, okay, mate. Okay, no problem. I'm going home to make some McDonald's tacos. What? McDonald's oh, tacos? Oh, you spoke about this on Saturday. It's, been... it's unbelievable. But McDonald's don't do tacos, you. No, no, I make them. McDonald's tacos. I'll send you a recipe. It's right. So, do you can, get, can you right, briefly summarise what they are? You need. Um, no, lead... I, don't, I don't want an ingredients list. What are they? Just basic ingredients in terms of like, is you, it like a you need ta- is it a burger and a taco? Yeah, but you make you home make you home make it, and it's it tastes like a, a McDonald's burger. Right. Okay, that's all we need to right. know. Okay. Right. Here we are. Uh, right. Recipes are available on at Big Football Scott. If you're interested, we will send it on to you and on YouTube as or well. Or I'll come around to your house and cook it for you. Absolutely not. We don't. Have, you don't have the disclosure <laughs> for that. So uh, let's move on. Uh, John, have you got the questions ready? Yes, I do. Here okay. we go. Right. We need to. We need to spin uh, the spin the coin. Uh, right. What, it's you, my call this week. Right. Okay. Tails. Tails never fails. I'll go first. Okay. And so just to remind everybody, um, so it's uh, five questions each. It's a point for each correct answer, but you can go top bin, which is two points a question. Yes, that's correct. Okay, okay. let's there do it. Go. Right, okay, your first question. You're going first, you yeah? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, okay. The Toonsers is the nickname of which Scottish club? The Toonsers is the nickname of which Scottish club? Toonsers. <laughs> I've not got a scooby. <laughs> Toonsers. The Toonsers? Aye. It's clearly in your neck of the woods. I don't have a clue. I'm going to go with Cowdenbeath. Cowdenbeath? Cowdenbeath are the blue Brazil, you tube. A brush on the sea! I've not got a clue. Cove Rangers, the Toonsers. There you go. I would never have got that in a million yeah. years. Thanks for going first, Ewan. There anyway. you go. Uh, right, Stephen, in which country will Euro 2024 be held? Germany. Oh, I don't think that's so. quite easy, isn't it? That was easy. That was, that was too easy. easy. Yeah. Okay. How, how do I start? Wait, 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 wait. I, want, I want a goal. Oh, sorry. Play Here we goal. go, yeah. Thank you. How, how do I start with a question about Cove Rangers? And he gets one as simple as that because that well that's the that, luck of the draw. You, oh, you, yeah, you right. see, if you decided to go second, right, it would have been right, another way about. Right, just that's give, how it works. Give me, give me question right, two. Ask me one. Okay. Who were the last non-old firm team to win the Scottish Cup? Ah. Uh, uh. If it's any consolation, Ewan, I know who it is. The last... Don't give him any clues, John. No. The last team to win the Scottish Cup out with the old firm. Yeah, because both Celtic and Rangers have won it quite a lot recently. So if you think Particularly back... Particularly Celtic. If you think back to when Celtic and Rangers... Wait, didn't win shut it up! That's the question. Hearts lost it twice, Rangers and Celtic. Is it Hibs with David Gray in that header? Hibs' final answer? Yeah. Abrash on the save! Wait a minute! How? What? St Johnston! Obviously. <laughs> oh, I 
for Callum Davidson. Yeah, Johnson. When he won the double. Yeah. So Johnson famously won a cup double, Ewan. <laughs> I hate this. Can we drop this? Right. Can, I mean, can we drop this competition? Right, okay, Pish. Stephen, your question. Uh, what team has Boson Lowell joined from Celtic on loan from? What language did you speak I don't there? know, actually. Boson Lowell has joined what team on loan from Celtic? So he's left Celtic and went on loan somewhere? Yes, he has. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know the boy. Um, I, I couldn't even tell you. Uh, has a Oh, I think I know. Is it? I think I know this one. St. Johnston? Ah, so I was going to go away. Oh, not a scooby. Talking about him earlier on, he's joined Scott Brown down at Fleetwood Town. Oh, As I say, I don't know the boy, but good luck, know the boy. good luck to him. Right, Ewan, your question. Name one of the English teams Steve Clark managed. One of the English teams. Not coached. Managed. Oh, West Brom. West Brom. One a piece. See, I don't moan when you get easy questions. I just say that's the luck of the draw. One one. Get one, your one. third. Get your third question, Stephen. Okay. Which goalkeeper joined Sunderland from Hearts in June 2018? Which goalkeeper joined Sunderland from Hearts in June 2018, Stephen? Jesus. Um. Is this obvious? Aye. How come he gets a really easy question? I get a solid question. <laughs> right? uh, no, you'll get that. Nah, I'm only kidding. It's John McLaughlin, isn't it? It is John McLaughlin. Yeah, it's John McLaughlin. I was gutted when he left because he's so good for us. 2-1. Two 2-1. One. One. Two one. Is he still at Rangers, John McLaughlin? Yeah. Yeah. Ewan. Yeah. Who replaced Stuart Kettlewell as Ross County manager? When Stuart Kettlewell left Ross County, who replaced him as manager? I know this. Straight away. It's not Malky Mackay. No doubt about it. There was one person that replaced them, <laughs> and I know who it is. I know. Oh, who I know who it is as well. Are you going for? I'm going for John Hughes. Hmm, I remember that now, because it was not very long. And did John Hughes not walk out because he couldn't be bothered with travelling or something? No, I think John Hughes walked out because he's John Hughes. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Anyway, so right. What, what is it? It's 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. 2-2. Two, two. Stephen. Yeah. This is your fourth one. Yeah. Yeah. How many teams are in the Lowland League? Oh, good question. <laughs> good it's question. not a good question. It's an absolutely solid question. Uh, it's either 16 or 18, I think. Are the B teams in it this year? They're not, are they? Don't say, don't ask, listen, you don't ask the questionnaire questions, he just gives you the question and you I, answer it. I don't think the B teams are in it this year. Are they? Are they I, in it? I don't mind asking me, I, I don't, don't know. Don't say a word, John. I'm not going to say anything. On that basis, I'll go for 16. <sighs> yes! yes! It was 18. <gasps> 2 2 going Are into you sure? Is Are you sure? Definitely 18. I'm, I'm no, double checking. I'm double checking. No, right, no, 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 Google no. it and then let's find out. No, let him Google no, it, you. No, let him Google it. No, no. Let him Google it. Are, are you 100%? Yeah. Because it really should be the final answer should really come from the questionnaire. And that's the answer you've He's got. He's Googled it and what, look at his face. Okay, it's 16. Amazing. It's 18. It's, sorry, it's 18. So it's 2-2. Two, two, and it's, it's the final... question number five. Right, okay, Ewan. Here we go. Final, right, final question. 2-2. Sudden death now. Pretty much. Right. 
Ewan. You can go to you can go top bin here though, Ewan. Remember? Nah, you're all right. Nah, <laughs> no, but that would then force me to go top bin. Nah, if you get it right. right. No, you're okay. Oh, I see where the game Stephen's playing here. Right, okay, Ewan, name the last Rangers manager to take them to the last 16 of the Champions League. Who was the last Rangers manager to take them to the last 16? That's a victory sip from Stephen there. <laughs> the last Rangers manager to take them to the last 16... Of the Champions League. Do you want me to give you a clue, Ian? No, don't. I don't need you, Do you in my ear. Do you want me to rule somebody out? I don't need you in my ear. It's not Jimmy Nichol. Right. I don't need you in my ear. Right. It's not I just, Pedro Cachinho. I, I need you to shut up. It's also not Mark Warburton. Mate. Or Michael Beale. I'll rule them out. Or Stephen Gerrard. I, it's not mate, Stephen I really Gerard. don't need your, your annoying... Well, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm just trying to help you here. So it's not Michael Beale. It's not Stephen Gerrard. Shut up. Pedro Cachinho, he didn't get them to the last 16 of the Champions League. Holy Gwen, get them into the last 16. Holy Gwen, good Shut... John, can you tell him to shut up? Because it's my question, and he's just annoying me, because I'm trying to think, and I don't need him in my ears. Okay, okay. You've written down... Tell him, John. Do you want me to switch off his mic? No, don't do that, John. You've written down Paul Le. It's G-U-E-N. Right, shut up. Paul Le Gwen. Watersmith. Mm-hmm. I probably was there. I'm guessing it was probably some point in the noughties, was it not? Or was it before that? Oh, God. John, make him answer the question. No, Come on, you. There, there, there is no time. There is time. There's, we have lives to get right, on with. It's all right for you, because it's no use having to deal with this bloody question. Is it Le Guin or is it Smith? It's definitely not Cachinia. I said that, huh? I told you're you not that. Warburton, it's not Gerard. I, I said all that. Yeah, I know. Shut up, Stephen. I'm going to go Le Guen. Le Guen, final answer. Yeah. And Marshall has saved! Oh, Le Guen! Yes! What an absolutely <laughs> stupid answer, man! <laughs> that is ridiculous. That's what you mean. Paul Le Guen, famously. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> shite Rangers manager. <laughs> <laughs> Famously, and he also, got, he also got sacked like about Christmas time. He wouldn't have even been in the last 16 of the Champions League at that point. Was it Smith? No. no. Salas McLeish. Oh my Correct. God, so I was, how did I forget about him? I was there. They got beat by Villarreal. I was there. I was in there. Right, you got that one wrong, Ewan, so just give me the last question and we can get this over and done with. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, but here we go. I haven't said it's a tough one, but you, you, we'll see if we get it right. Uh, Rangers and Celtic met in the League Cup final in 2019. It was 1 0, but who scored the winning goal? I know that. I know that. I wish I'd gone second today. What's his name? Hurry up. I know who it is, I just can't mind his name. He's centre half. It's not Van Hesselink, mate. And he's. It's not Henrik Larson. <laughs> Well, no, because they were the centre half. So yeah. he was centre half, and he was French. Oh, <laughs> and I can't remember his name. Oh no! Is it? What's his name? What's his name? To win the shootout, go three-one up. Was he? Because he's not there anymore. He got sold. He was a bit of a donkey, um, and he was injured for ages. Is his name Julien? 
Oh! <laughs> I can't believe he snatched that out of your hands, you and Christopher Julian. Christopher Julian, yes. And he was offside, apparently. By the way, don't you need both well, names for this well, competition? No, I don't know. I don't, but. Ah, there we are. Holy Gwen, what was I thinking? Back to winning ways on the shootout. It's victory for me, and the score stands at three for me, Stephen Mill, and one for him, Ewan Cameron. I'd just like to thank everyone who's been listening today because, I mean, Paul Le Guin has to go down <laughs> as the worst answer ever given on this quiz, which is quite a low bar as it stands. But congratulations to me, and I thank me... And there we are. Right. Let's wrap this show up, shall we? Here we go, John. This has been the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching on YouTube as well. Remember, you can subscribe on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Clyde1SSB and you can leave your comments there and they'll get probably read out at the start of next week's show. You can also subscribe on Spotify and all your other major podcast providers. And remember, leave us a big, fat, juicy five stars as well. That's very important to us. You can also vote for what Scottish football is hopefully going to be put in the bin next week which is when the referees shite bag it and then obviously book <laughs> two players at once even though one of them's done nothing wrong we'll have another conspiracy Jose Katongo is going to be on the show next week as well we'll be back next Monday at the usual time goodbye enjoy your week cheery bye everyone bye bye, bye.